Hello everyone. Before we get started, we want to welcome you and thank you for tuning in. Here at Kuhau, we believe everyone's on a four-step journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We pray that this message may bless you and help you on that journey. Lastly, make sure you head over to kuhau.com so that we can connect on all things Kuhau. If you're ready, let's go. Uh, like I said, it's Vision Sunday and Christ Uncensored. Let me tell you, this is one of the most exciting Sunday uh, in the life of our church because, again, we get to hear from God. And one of the things I want to say is, is just really quickly, I want to say that if you're here for the first time or you're new to this experience or maybe you haven't made Christ Uncensored your official home, I think it's this might not be an ordinary Sunday. This might not be your normal Sunday because usually we hear an amazing word from, from God. Um, but we hear an amazing word that will help you know Jesus a little bit better. On this Sunday, I really believe we're going to hear a little bit of Jesus to understand what he's called us to do better. And so it's a little bit of a different Sunday. Again, it's more of an encouraging Sunday regularly. This one, we, we're really having a, a family gathering. And so you, you kind of get to peek in, pull behind the curtain. You ever wanted to be a fly on the wall? Well, today you get to eavesdrop on what God wants to share uh, with Christ Uncensored. So maybe you're here for the first time or you're new to the ex this experience. And I just want to say welcome. Please lean in. But don't feel any obligation whatsoever to, to have to participate or be part of it. But here's what I do ask. Just be open to what God says. And if God places something in your heart, respond to it. And if he doesn't, don't. Don't allow yourself to be motivated by guilt in any way. I pray that you allow just the Holy Spirit to move you. And if it's only him, you'll know. Trust me, you'll know. Because you'll be like, I can't shake this off. Come on, somebody. But let's open up our Bibles to Matthew chapter 16. If I can hear myself a little bit more on the monitors, just a little bit more on these monitors, if I can hear myself. Matthew chapter 16. And uh, I'm going to try to share God's vision in the next 45 minutes. I'm going to try my very best, all right? Take your time. Let me get my DMX voice. Stay out the dark. Because if I catch you in the sun. No, let me stop. All right. Matthew. Matthew. It's terrible, the things I know how to do. <sighs> anyway, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? Jesus answered, some say you are John the baptizer, others say you are Elijah, still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He says, Simon Peter answered, I'm sorry, he says, he asked them, but who do, who do you say I am? He wants to ask the question, who do other people say I am? People that don't know me, people that haven't encountered me, people that have just heard about me but don't know me intimately, who do they say I am? What's their idea of me? Then he goes a little bit more intimate. He looks at them in the eye and he says, hey, listen, who do you say that I am? Because I've spent time with you. I've, I've, I've uh, performed miracles in front of you. I've broken bread with you. I've, I've slept with you. I've farted in front of you. You farted in front of me. We've, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know you got a friend when you can fart in front of them and not get offended. Come on, somebody. John, I love you. By the way, it's his birthday tomorrow. 
So if you want to send them a gift, send it to cash tag Roe Remedios. He says, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, Simon, son of Jonah, you are blessed. Why are you blessed? Because no human has revealed this to you. The reason that you're blessed is because you didn't get a idea from somebody else. You got a revelation from God. He says, I want to tell you, I want to, I want to be able to, to define for you what being blessed means. He says, no human being has revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven revealed this to you. You are, now watch this. Uh, this, is, this is not even part of this message, but I'm going to give you these for free. We already collected the offering, but listen. He says, now that you got a revelation of who I am, I can give you a revelation of who you are. You are Peter. And furthermore, he goes, and now that you know who you are, you'll know what to do. Because you'll never know what to do in life if you don't know who you are. But you'll never know who you are unless you know who he is. And let, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. When you know who he is, he'll show you who you are. He'll tell you what to do. And then he'll give you the keys to the kingdom. He says, you are Peter. And I can guarantee that on this rock, not on an idea, but on this rock, on this revelation, I will build my church. And, the, and watch this. When I'm building my church, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have opposition. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go through turn, turn oil. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go through a 2020 and a 2021. Come on, somebody. Like, it doesn't mean that. What it does mean is that when 2020 arises, what it does mean when obstacles do arise, watch this. He says, and the gates of hell will rise up against you, but they will not prevail and overpower you. He says, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you imprison or whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you set free on earth shall be set free in heaven. Whatever you loosen here on earth shall be loosened in heaven. My title to our message today as we talk on this Vision Sunday 2022, come on somebody, Jesus is building his church. Can we give God a praise in this room? I said Jesus is building his church. Help me pray. Lord Jesus, we want to give you the glory, Lord, in this hour. We thank you for what you're doing in this house. We thank you, Lord God, that we are here to hear from you, Lord God. We don't want this word just to be something that we gives us goosebumps and we go about our day and just live our normal, ordinary lives. Lord, I pray that as we hear this word, Lord God, that it may be food to our spirit, fuel to our passion, and that it might direct us, oh God, and compel us to move in the direction you want for our lives. I thank you, Lord God, on this Vision Sunday that I'm I'm so privileged to pastor such an amazing church in New York City. I'm the father to some amazing children. I'm married to the hottest woman on the planet, Lisa the Medios. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God a praise in this house. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Chinese bamboo tree. Have you ever heard of the Chinese bamboo tree? Well, the Chinese bamboo tree, it's, it's actually part of the grass family, so it's not actual, 
an actual tree, but the, there's a story that goes along with the Chinese bamboo tree. And the idea is that the, the Chinese bamboo tree story is that there was a farmer, and what the farmer does is that the farmer gets a bamboo tree, a Chinese bamboo tree, and he plants it in the earth. Now, what he does is that every single day the farmer comes and he pours water on it. What the farmer does is that every single day he exposes it to sunlight. He'd already put it in good, fertile soil, and he does this every single day. What does he do? He exposes it to sunlight, he nurtures it, and he waters it. What does he do? He exposes it to sunlight, he nurtures it, and he waters it. He does this for an entire year. And what, what happens? Oh, nothing happens. So he does this for an entire year, and what he sees is that, hey, how come this tree isn't growing? Well, he continues to do it. He continues to do it over and over and over again, and he comes second year in, and he has what? He has nurtured it, he has exposed it to sun, and he has watered it. Second year happens. Third year is take, now takes place, and he's doing the same thing, but he sees no activity on, on the surface. He doesn't see anything happen in the external world. He's like, what in the world is going on? Have you ever been there where you've done something over and over and over, and you know it's good, but you don't see no results? Hashtag the gym, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, so, so, so he's doing this over and over and over again. He's watering it. He's nurturing it. He's exposing it to sunlight, and then the fourth year happens, and on the, nothing happens on the fourth year. But on the fifth year, the story goes that on the fifth year, in a matter of six weeks, this bamboo tree grows 80 feet in six weeks. I thought about that because he was doing this over and over again. You see, the thing about the bamboo tree is that the first three to four years, when you think it's just lying in dormant, when you think that you're just watering it, when you think that you're just giving it sun and waiting on the results, it's during this time that the tree is growing underground, developing a root system so strong enough that it will support the potential of the outward growth. You see, the tree was developing a strong, unseen foundation to sustain the growth that was about to take place. See, as I was walking, the Lord brought this. I was, I was doing a prayer walk, and as I was walking, the Lord brought this to my memory about this illustration about the bamboo tree. And he said, Rolando, do you remember when Pastor Hector Medina said, Kuhau is about to blow up? He says, do you remember? He says, well, the last few years, Kuhau has been watering planting and nurturing the seed and the reason why at times you felt frustrated because you thought nothing was happening you felt frustrated because things didn't feel like they were moving at the pace that you wanted them to move the reason that you felt like that that you didn't see clearly that the the growth wasn't evident it's because I was building a solid foundation that will be able to sustain the growth that I have for Christ uncensored in the next few years because it's not you who makes things grow it's it's not the worship team that makes things grow. It's not the greeters that makes things grow. You guys water, you guys plant, you guys nurture, but it is I who make things grow. First Corinthians chapter three, verse six, it says, I planted, which is Paul, Apollos watered, but God made it grow. So neither one who plants, no, he, neither the one who uh, uh, waters is impertinent, but only God makes it grow. See, when God wants to take, 
where God wants to take this ministry, it couldn't gone with a cracked foundation. Where God wants to take this ministry, the foundation couldn't be shallow. Where God wants to take this ministry, the foundation couldn't be shaky. God, I really, really, really believe Christ uncensored. I believe from the bottom of my heart that we are getting ready to enter our 80 feet of growth season. I don't know about you, but is there anybody here that's ready to enter the 80 feet of growth season? I believe that we're ready to enter the 80 feet of families getting saved season. I really believe that we're getting ready to enter the, the 80 feet of families breaking generational curses season. I really believe that we're getting ready to enter our 80 feet of, of, of people being healed season. I really believe that we're about to enter in our 80 feet of growth of, of families being restored season. I really believe that we're about to enter our 80 feet of growth of finances to be able to, to serve this community season. I don't know about you, but if you've been waiting for some time and you feel like things have been delayed and you feel like things are not on time, can I submit to you that maybe God was building a foundation for what is about to take place in your life. If you're in that season and you're believing that for your life in this place, I dare you to make some noise in this house. I believe that in this season and in the life of our church, for the last eight and a half years, God's been building a solid foundation. And since COVID-19 and since 2020, I know that during the pandemic, it may have seemed, it may have seemed like things weren't growing. We weren't moving ahead. But I'm more confident than I've ever been in my life that the foundation of this church is more solid than it's ever been. <laughs> Woo! So, okay, so, so today's Vision Sunday, and, I, and again, I really, I thank God because of, I thank God because he has been building a solid foundation. But today, I really believe that upon this foundation, God's going to give a solid direction for the future. See, Proverbs chapter 29 says, if people can't see what God is doing, they'll stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. The NIV puts it this way. It says, where there is no revelation, people cast restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds to wisdom's instruction. You see, if we don't have direction will always lack discipline. See, oftentimes the reason that people lack discipline is because they just simply have no direction. And what the author of Proverbs is saying in this particular proverb, proverb he's saying is like, listen, when people have no vision of what God is doing, they just cast off restraint. They don't know how to place the boundaries in their lives, so they get distracted by whatever comes into their lives. He says, but when you get a revelation and you can attend to what God is doing, then you are most blessed because you are walking into everything that God has prepared for you. And that's what revelation is. You might be wondering, what is revelation? Revelation is actually something that's always been there, but now you're able to see it for the first time. That's what revelation is. Revelation, let me tell you, let me give you an example. If I'm covering this right here, look at this amazing prop that I got for you guys, my hand. You can't see it, but now I'm what? I'm, I'm I'm revealing it. I'm, I'm 
revealing it to you. I believe this is what God is doing for Christ Uncensored on this 2022. He's going to reveal for us in this house what he has planned. And listen, we don't have to create our plan. We don't have to conjure up our plan. We don't have to make up our plan. We need to simply open up the eyes of our hearts so that we can see God's plan in our lives. And I thank God for 2021 because through the years, we didn't say that we're going to build our own church. I can go down history lane on this Vision Sunday. The reason, I, 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 the reason that I can believe God for the impossible is because Christ Uncensored started in a small living room apartment. The reason, and I can see right now, I can see what God is doing because what started eight years ago in a small living room has turned now into a sanctuary, an army of people that are ready to reach and walk in their purpose. That's why I can believe it. That's why I can believe it. And so we've never said, hey, we're going to build our church. We're going to do things our way. We're going to, no, we've always said, Lord, what is it that you want us to do? Lord, what is it that you want us to do? And so, so, so the verse says that if, if you attend to what God reveals, then you are most blessed. When you can see what God is doing, that's when you're walking the most blessed life. You're not walking the most blessed life when you're just conjuring up your own thing and trying to create your own purpose and trying to walk in your own calling. No, you are walking the most blessed life when you are able to see what God is doing. And so for the last eight years, we've sat down and prayed and sought God's face and said, God, what is it that you want for the heart of this church? What is it that you want? And, and every single time, I th I'm so grateful for this church because the people that God has brought to this church has said, Lord, Whatever it is you want, we will do. Whatever it is that you reveal, we will walk in. And so, I genuinely believe that. I believe that's why I can say that Christ uncensored is blessed and we walk in blessing. The reason that I can say that we walk in blessing is because we have postured our hearts to hear what it is that God wants to do. And I want to just give you some, some moments of celebration. Can you celebrate with me? Come on. Like, yo, this is exciting. Ready? So can I tell you, we have some blessed moments in 2021, starting with baptisms. Baptisms, we had 31 baptisms in 2021. Come on. We had over 200 baptisms in the history of our church. Come on. Can we praise God for that? Oh, I need you guys to get more excited than that. I'm talking about these are some blessed moments. The largest church attendance in 2021 was 102 people. The largest church attendance year to date is 156 people. The largest kids attendance is 18 people in 2021. The largest kids attendance year to date is 42. Can you imagine what it would look like to lead 42 kids on Kuhau Kids Easter Sunday? We have unique dream team members, 36 people in our church that are serving every month. We also have our, we also have every Sunday, 18, the average is 18 people that are serving every single Sunday. Growth Track graduates in 2021, we had 35 in the history, 114 Growth Track graduates. In community group, we had 27 people in community. Come on, let's give God a praise. 
We, de- we dedicated a baby. We only did one, so that means you got to have more, so we can have them. In Matrix, we had Matrix University, 15 graduates in 2021. These are moments of blessings. How about our online influence? By the grace of God, God has given this ministry and this church an amazing platform. We, we uh, with about three account, accounts, we, this year, 1.2 million views on YouTube. Come on, can we give God a praise? 15,000 subscribers on YouTube with all three accounts, 41.6 followers on Instagram. And this church has been viewed in all 50 states throughout 66 countries. I think we can give God a praise in this house. And by the way, by the way, last year, I don't know if you remember, on our Vision Sunday, we said that we wanted to create an online platform and reach the online community. Here we are one year later, and come on, God's vision has come to pass. Can we give God a praise in this room? Let's give a little update on our finances. Finances, with Generosity Sunday... With our tithes and our offerings, we were able to raise through 70 donors, by the way, all of which, 99.9% of them, come from Christ Uncensored House of Worship. So this is an in-house thing. There isn't a big donor that comes in and blesses Kuhau, though I do do know that that's going to happen this year in the name of Jesus. But we were able to raise $106,000 to... Uh, function, and that includes a percentage of 47% of that goes to our church operation. 40%, about 40% of that goes through compensation, through housing allowance, and 12.4 has been going to outreach. Now, this is the beautiful thing, that we have always been a church that believes in generosity, but we also believe in stewardship, because there's a lot of people that It's not, you know, they could be generous, but also they don't practice stewardship. And a lot of people can't be generous because they don't practice stewardship. And we said that we don't want to be the kind of church that is always behind on the bills. We don't want to be the kind of church that's always in debt. So by the grace of God, in the the last eight and a half years, we have not been in debt. We have covered all our bills. We've always lived under budget. Can we praise God for our finance team? Come on. And with our giving, that 12.4%, we were able to give $1,000 worth of school supplies to the Future Leaders School, PS74. We were able to support five children through Compassion International. We were able to support Brooklyn Teen Challenge and Celebrate Hope Recovery, along with Urban Hope New York City. And we are also able to come with urgent assistance and care for those that are in need in 2021, altogether giving $13,138 out of our yearly budget. And by the way, that's 12.4%, which I want to give this church, a round of applause once again because 12.4% exceeded our goal of 10%. Our goal was 10%. Every year we want to give. We don't want to live on 100% of what comes in. We, wanna, we know that 
that this world doesn't revolve around Kuhau. There are other people that are already doing God's work. All they need is a little bit of funding. And so we've partnered with them, and we've exceeded our outreach goal of 10% to 12.4%. And I don't know about you, but I believe that this church community can get to the place where we're not even living off 80, where we're, li- we're not even living off 90% of our budget. We're living off 80% of our budget and 20% of the budget is given away. Come on, give God a praise in this room. So, oh, by the way, if you remember, one of the things that this church loves to do is go out into the community and make a difference. And in 2019, we, we had one of our biggest events reaching over 1,200 families. Now, we have not been able to do that since the pandemic, but we're coming back to form. And so, in this year, we're going to make sure that we reach our community. And so, in 2019, what we did is that we reached over 1,200 people were in attendance for our back-to-school outreach. 69 people volunteered. 700 backpacks were given, and 900 meals were distributed. Can we give God a praise in this room? See, we can celebrate because Jesus is building his church. Can we give God a praise? Cool how Jesus is building his church. You know, in Matthew, in Matthew 16, Jesus has this conversation with his disciples. He asks his disciples, in verse 13, he says, who do people say I am? Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They answered, some say you are John the Baptist, and others say that you are Elijah. Still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He says, but who do you say I am? Who, Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Simon, son of Jonah, you are blessed. You're blessed because no human being, no human has revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You are Simon Peter, and I guarantee that on this rock, I will build my church. That on this rock, I will build my church. See, they had an idea. He had a revelation. This is an absolute game changer because you won't give up your life for an idea you'll give up your life for a revelation. Yeah, yeah, so, 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 so watch this. So, so Christ uncensored, we, we actually exist more than the Sunday experience. You know that our purpose is not just to have Sunday experience? Can I tell you? You know that our, our, the purpose of this church is not for you to come in, sit down, sing songs, clap your hands, do the two-step here and there, collect the offering, go home, That's not the purpose of our church. That's something we do to facilitate the purpose of our church. Why? Because because if you think think that God's going to just build his church on a Sunday experience or for a Sunday experience, then we need to get a revelation. We need to get a revelation. And so the purpose of this church, here, here it is, Kuhau exists to reach everyone we can with the good news of Jesus Christ that they may walk in the abundant life God has for them. That's the reason that we exist. We exist 
to reach everyone we can with the good news of Jesus Christ that they may walk in the abundance. That's, called, that's what transformation and discipleship is. Hey, we want to reach everyone we can, but we want to disciple that everyone that's willing. So we exist to reach everyone we can so that, with the good news of the gospel, so that they can walk in everything that God has made available to them. Now, how do we do that? We do that in four steps. And by the way, I, I shared a message on these four steps. So if you haven't heard me share these four steps, I want to encourage you to go back to our YouTube page. And I want you to hear a message called Kuhau is a Church of Purpose. By the way, if you are a member in this church, I want to encourage you. Go to uh, our YouTube page and listen to that message. Kuhau is a Church of Purpose. But this is the way we do that. We do that by helping people know God find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. So everything we do is to help people in these four steps. That's it. That's why we exist. We exist for these four reasons. So pastor, what if, what, can we do this? Does it accomplish these four reasons? See, because we exist, see, if you don't know you, who you are, you won't know what to do. And that's why anytime, oftentimes, people present ideas to us and we take them because we still don't know who he is, who we are, and what he's called us to do. See, but when you know who he is and who you are, you'll know what to say no to and what to say yes to. So, so, so we exist to reach everyone we can with the good news of Jesus Christ that they may walk in the abundant life have, that he has for them. How? By helping people know God. Say, know God. Say, find freedom. Discover your purpose and make a difference. That's why, why, why do we do pipe and drape? Because we want people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Why do we greet people at the front door? Because we want people to know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Why do we have an amazing worship team? It's so that it can look amazing under the lights? No, it's because we want people to know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. You know why we have lighting? Because we want people to know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. You want to know why we set up two hours for an hour and a half service? Because we want people to know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. That's why we exist. That's why we exist. You see, you when, when, when John is setting up pipe and drape with Lucas, two and a half hours of service, See, if, if you just think that you're just setting up pipe and drape, you'll quit in a week. But when you've gotten a revelation, it's no longer an idea. Hear me. It is not an idea. It's a revelation. The revelation is, is as I'm setting up pipe and drape, I know that this is for the purpose that people are going to know God, that people are going to be set free that people are going to discover their purpose, and that people are going to make a difference and go on and on and on. See, the reason that Javi was here from 5 p.m. last night to 11 p.m., uh, 5 p.m. last night to 11 p.m. for six hours setting up the stage plot is because he has a greater revelation because he knows that this church community is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. The reason that Jenny... And Lucas and Kelby were painting all the way Friday night from early during the day to Friday night. Why? Because we just like painting. No, no, no. It's because there's kids that are going to be transformed here. 
There's kids who's going to break generational curses. There's kids who are going to speak in tongues here. There's kids who are going to get a revelation of Jesus. We're going to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. This is why you need a greater revelation. So as your pastor, my job is on this Vision Sunday to share with you what God's vision for Christ uncensored is. Man, I'm, I got 34 minutes left. Come on, somebody. I'm doing good. Come on. One of my favorite verses, encourage yourself in the Lord. I have no problem with that. So my job as your pastor is to share with you, I want to make it crystal clear. I never wanted to be said that I didn't know what that church was about. know what that church was about. They just had an extremely good-looking pastor and, and, a, and, a theme, and his wife just jumped on stage. Like, I just don't know what's going I just don't know what's going on. No, no, I want to make it crystal clear that you know what this church is about. And, and, and our, our heart, did you hear why we exist? We exist to reach everyone we can. Because we know that the mission is, the mission is big. It's not just for one church. It's not just for one church. Pastor Dave Vidal shared yesterday that he had an apple tree. And the apple tree, and this goes perfectly with this message. And if I had an apple tree, I would have said it was me. But it's not me, so I don't have an apple tree. But I'll say it was him, so I, I got to give him credit. So here we go. So he had an apple tree. And the first couple of years, it only gave three or four apples. First couple of years, three or four apples. By the seventh year, there were so many apples. He made apple pie, apple soup, apple everything, apple cake, everything. And now he has copious amounts of apples in a refrigerator that are rotting. You know why? Because the harvest was plenty, but the laborers were few. See, see, watch this, watch this. He wasn't prepared for the harvest that that tree was going to give. See, the harvest was ready, but there weren't enough laborers to distribute the harvest. And so I believe that God has called us to reap the harvest of those that are willing to partner with this church. And that's why we say, hey, we're here to reach everyone we can. If this church is for you, welcome home. So I want to share that. As I share it, you, you allow God to do a few things. The first thing, I just want you to see God. See God's heart for this. One of the things that the Lord told me in one of my prayer walks is that he said, he said, Pastor O, don't worry about it. You're just going to speak, but I'm going to reveal to them. I said, oh, thank you, Jesus, because I thought it was up to me. This is not easy, by the way. I'm just letting you know. Give it up for Pastor Marquez preaching through sound system. <laughs> Difficulties. Right? It's like I would have just been like, guys, you had a good run. God bless. So I want to present to you this vision, and as I share this vision, I just want you to do three things. Number one, seek God's direction. Number two, allow yourself to be stirred up in your heart. Don't, don't be cold about it either. You know when you invite somebody somewhere and they don't want to go, and then you like, feel like you got to drag them? Don't, don't be dragged today, but be nudged. Just here, here, hey, just here. Let yourself be stirred up, and, and then take action. Stretch and take a step of faith. And so let me give you the good news. Number one is the first. So I believe that God is, God is giving us three focuses for our church. 
uh, for the next few years. And I'm excited because I see all the old faces and I see, not, not old, not literally old faces. I'm not just, I mean, the OGs. How do you say it? Like, huh? the, the varsity? The, the original, oh, that's what May said today. She said the originals. I said, my God, entitlement. <laughs> she says, you know, as one of the originals, humble brag. We have three focuses. Our first focus, here it is. Our first focus for 2022 will be building people. This year, we can focus on building people by strengthening our current ministries. We can focus on building people by strengthening our current ministry. Here's what I know, that healthy churches grow. But it doesn't grow just in numbers. It grows in spiritual maturity and emotional maturity. I don't want a church that's so large but in depth is one foot shallow. So I believe that we are to grow in numbers, but I also, we, I also believe that we are to grow in spiritual health. And so what our focus is going to be is to build people. You know what guidelines can't take away from us? They can take away a building. They could take away some of the gatherings. But what they can't take away from us is our ability to build and commune with people. So we want to see we want to see people being edified and built in the kingdom. Like that's our heart. Our heart is to see um, people enter a loving relationship with God, then learn how to walk and cultivate healthy relationships, then discover their purpose, and then from that place be able to make a difference in other people's lives. That is our heart, and our heart is to build people. Everybody say build people. And and the best way to build people, and here's how we're gonna do it. You want to hear it? Ten people. Come on. I said, do you want to hear it? It's how we're going to do it. We're going to build people in 2022 primarily by three ways. Here's the first one. Our Sunday experience. Now, again, our Sunday experience is not our purpose. But our Sunday experience helps us facilitate our purpose. It helps us reach people. Sunday worship experience, as we said, our faith goal is to reach Staten Island. And the best way to do that through churches, the, ways, the best way to do that historically has been through church. That's why when people are like, yo, there's too many churches, I'm like, there's not enough churches. Because throughout the years and throughout history, the number one way people have encountered Jesus, the number one way, I'm not saying that there's other, there's, there isn't other ways, but the number one way that people have encountered Jesus is through a church through a church experience, through a church worship experience that allows them to encounter Jesus. And so that's going to be, so for 2022, we're looking to reinforce our worship experience by providing excellence in our musicianship, by upgrading our worship equipment. And here's the other thing that we want to do to elevate our, our Sunday experience. We want to hire a staff pastor for 2022. So this is, this is exciting. So that's how I believe that we're, we're going to be able to strengthen our ministries. The ministries that we want to primarily strengthen is that we want to strengthen our Sunday experience. We're going to do that by providing excellence in our musicianship. How many were grateful for the band that was here today? Come on. Can we, come on. We're going to upgrade some of our equipment. By the way, some of the equipment that we've been using is for eight and a half years. This microphone is 80 and a half years old. So we might need to upgrade. 
some of this equipment. Why? Because we want an amazing equipment just to say we have amazing equipment. No, because we want to be able to reach more people. We want this message to be as clear as day. And you would be surprised to, to realize how much the physical affects the spiritual. Imagine you feeling the Holy Ghost and something goes out of key. <clears throat> what was that? Like you're in the middle of you in heaven. They correlate with one another. They correlate with one another. Right? So you like you like you you're in you're in the middle of heaven worshiping God and something goes wrong. You lost the Holy Ghost in a second. It's like what happened? Right? And so and so um, we want to give the best of excellence to God, and we want to serve people with excellence, because when you serve people with excellence, they realize that you serve an excellent God. One of the greatest compliments that Christ Uncensored has received is one of Reuben's friends. They came, and they gave us the best compliment. They gave us two compliments. You know what they were? Man, I know what it takes to do production, and the way your church serves in excellence, but not just, not just serves in excellence. They serve in excellence, and they're lovable people greatest compliment I could ever get. So we want to establish our Sunday experience. We want to be able to, we want to be able to upgrade our equipment. We want to be able, we have a, we have a, we have a dream to fully fund our growth track program. Like we have a dream to fully fund our growth track program and also our community group program. And, and by the way, growth track has been operating on probably like 10% funds. It's, it's not been fully funded. Can I tell you, cool how kids, we've done our part, but there are some times that Jenny has come out of pocket because she believes so much in the ministry of this church and in the ministry of cool how kids. Jenny, by the way, Jenny Cayuch has been our only cool how kids director. So we have a dream of fully funding our cool how kids experience. Because when your kids know Jesus, generational curses are broken. Why? Why do we want to do this? Because people need Jesus. Why do we, why do we want to do this? Because people need Jesus. Why, why do we want to do this? Because we want to fill a church? No, because you don't understand this. People need Jesus. People need to encounter his love. People need to encounter his forgiveness. People need to encounter his redemptive power. People need to encounter his transformation. People need to encounter the power of the Holy Spirit that will transform their lives and allow them to experience the abundant life. That's why we do this, because people need Jesus. People need Jesus. That's why I can't, like you can't get a, somebody asked me the other day, how do you keep going? Trust me. The only way I keep going is because I know that people need Jesus. And this earth is just temporary. People need Jesus. People need love. And so I'm grateful because I'm able to see those people. I, I traveled for about 10 years as an evangelist and an epic rapper. I flipped the beat because the flow's so acrobatic. Also, no verbs, but don't. No, let me stop. All right, come on. For 10 years, I traveled as an evangelist, 
And I loved it because you got to see the altar calls filled. And then you went home. In church, you see the altar calls filled. And then you see the same person next week. But you know what you don't get to see as a pastor that you don't get to see as an evangelist? That person's life transformed. One of the most rewarding things that Lisa and I get to see is to see a person's life completely transformed. People, people like, like Lucas that got baptized a few years ago and today he serves. Don't look at his nipples. Uh, Am I allowed to say that? I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that. It's a body part. It's a human body part. And today he serves, and I really believe that God has called him to the pastoral ministry, and I believe that we're going to see that in this church. Come on. People like, can we put the next slide? Next one. People like Marcus. People like Amanda. People like Danny Ray. People like Jeremiah. Come on. People like Yvette. Come on. Why? Because people need Jesus. And when people experience Jesus, their hearts are transformed. And I get to look at these pictures and see, wow, look what God can do. Can we give God a praise? Okay. So our first focus is going to be to build people. Everybody shout build people. Our second focus is going to be... We're, uh, our second focus will be believing God for a building. We're going to believe God for a building. Through the life of our church, we have always set up and tore down for our services. From storefronts to school auditoriums. In this new season, we are believing that we will secure our first Kuhau-owned location. And so in 2013, let me tell you, in 2013, we started in a home. We started, do we have those pictures? We started in a living room. Like this was us. As you can see, I'm getting better looking by the year. You see Lucas in the corner? You better put some respect on that guy's name. He is a founding member. Look at little Lucas on the floor. We started in a home, and we launched in 2013. By the way, can we have our first Easter service? Can we show our first Easter service? Look at that. That was our first Easter service. I still had swag back then. I'm just saying. Our first Easter service. Pastor Rowe, you're crazy. You're crazy. How could you believe that we can have a building? Because look where we came from. So in, in 2013, we launched. We didn't know what we were doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I thought I could preach and thought I became a pastor. And so I was like, hey, I think that this is a, let's just do it. And I didn't know what I was doing. I'm telling you from the jump, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I didn't even know the message of grace, by the way. I didn't even know the message of grace. The, I encountered the message of God's grace through a 40-day fast. And I only did the 40-day fast because I was self-righteous. It was in that 40-day fast that he wrecked me and he showed me and revealed to me the message of grace. See, it was always there. I was just blind to it. 
but our first Easter service. And so, and so we launched into a location that sit about 75 people. Uh, some of us remember that. It's 11 Olympia Boulevard. We were there for three years. All right, all right. Don't get clicky up in here, all right? Uh, it's like, yo, we from the 11 Olympia, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so from there, we went to a school, right? We, we've been at the school for uh, up until the pandemic. And God grew us in numbers there, and that, that's been amazing. Um, uh, but, but throughout the entire journey, we've never had a place to really call home. And so we've set up every single morning. At the school, we were getting up at 7 in the morning to be at the school. There was a crew there from 7.30 all the way till 3 o'clock. Volunteers, Dream Team members that were just serving out of the kindness of their heart. Not because they had an idea, but because they caught a revelation. But... But this was every Sunday. Every Sunday we're setting up. Every Sunday we're, we're, tearing, uh, we're tearing down and we're uh, uh, building up. We're, we're setting up and we're tearing down. We're setting up and we're tearing, tearing down. Every sink for eight years we have been a portable church that has not been able to call a building or a location their home. But I believe that our 80 feet of growth is taking place. So we have grown from one location to another, but we're believing that within the next two to three years, we can walk in our very own Kuhau headquarters. Come on. And so a permanent location, listen to me, a permanent location, what it's going to do is it's going to allow us as a church to have a main campus, and it'll be a multi-purpose building. This would allow us to have our main campuses, but it also will give us a place to have multiple services. So we're looking for a building approximately the size of this sanctuary. This sanctuary fits about comfortably three to 400 people. Um, I love it because someone offered me a, a property the other day, and I said, yeah, that's too small for us. Because, you know, you know number one, we don't, we don't fit. But even if, it was, even if it was big enough for us to fit, when you're growing, when you're in growth mode, how many know that when, you, when, you were, when, you're, when you're kids, they're growing in their shoes. You always gave them a shoe size so that they can. So we want a place that allows us to fit double the amount of people that we have now, but also that allows us to what? Reach more people, right? It allows us to reach more people and enter in multiple services. I don't believe that Christ Uncensored would only stay at one location. I believe that God has called us to reach other people in different areas. There's some people that have moved out of, of Staten Island and have said to me, Pastor Rowe, I still haven't found a church to call home. I believe that we can plant a church there and build a church there from the ground up. You know why? Because we already did it. We started from a home. And if God could do that then, he could do it now. Give God a praise in this room. So I have a dream. Can you imagine what it would look like to have Christ uncensored outside of a building so that people can walk in and experience Jesus. Can I tell you, Staten Island needs Jesus. I want to tell you so humbly, Staten Island needs Kuha. It needs Jesus. It needs this church plant because we preach the grace of God unadulterated. But imagine what it would look like not having to set up on a Sunday. See, see, some of you guys don't even know what that means, 
Because you just walk in. You're like, yeah, I know what that feels like. feels amazing. But whoever's here at 2 o'clock and whoever's been here at 7.30 in the morning knows what it is to have to set up for two and a half hours so that people can experience God for an hour and a half. What would it look like if we could just walk in and flip the switch and everything goes on? Come on, somebody. Man, it would be amazing. But again, it's not just for preference. It's so that, so that that time that's being used to set up can be more directed to building more people. So we have a dream that God can turn a warehouse into a worship center. So I want to thank our dream team. Thank you for the last eight and a half years. Thank you for setting up. Thank you for tearing down. We have learned so much. We have learned so much through the years. So much in these last eight and a half years. But I think it's time that we enter in our very own building. I think it's time that we enter and we step into our very own place. Our third focus for this year is a little vague, but I need you to hear this out. I'm going to clarify it for you. Our third focus is building the future. So our first focus is going to be building people. And the way we're going to do that is by strengthening our ministries. We're going to pour into our Sunday experience. We, we, we need that. We're going to fully fund our community groups and our growth track and our Kuhau kids. We're going to believe God for a building because I do believe that it is time for us to step into. And here's what I believe. I believe it's going to be miraculous. But it's not going to be miraculous because someone won the lotto and just bought the whole thing. It's going to be miraculous because they can look at us and be like, wow, God can do a miracle with 100 people. And so there's a, there's a quote that says, the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. And so... Building the future means that we're going to invest in the unseen, in, in what, is, what is now but not yet. It's here, but it's not yet. I could see it. I know it's coming, but it's not quite there. And so here's what we want to do. We want to take our online experience to another level. Let me tell you, if there's 66 countries watching this experience... And being transformed, I get DMs every day talking about how God has transformed their lives through this ministry. I get, I get text messages every day about how someone was going to take, take their life away. And they saw a message on God's love. Someone the other day reached out to me. They say, I am burdened. My heart feels black. And you know what I did? I sent her Lisa's message. And I said, I need you to hear this message. And when she heard that message, she was like, oh, my God, that did everything for my heart. There are people that are hearing this, and, and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful because last year we upgraded our cameras. But I always say, like, the place that you stretch to will soon become your comfort zone. See, right now where our cameras are, that was an upgrade from last year. But that could become our comfort zone for this year. So I believe that God could take this ministry even to another place to reach more people because they can sit down and watch an online experience. And so we want to invest in our online 
ministry. Can we give it up for our, our online audience who's tuning in? By the way, our online audience on YouTube alone just grew 500 subscribers in the last week. Can we give God a praise? Come on. Kuhau is over 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. Let's give God a praise for that. And so we want to we wanna serve God with best. We also know that we can invest in the future and we can build, we're, bu- we're believing God to build the future by our Love Is Our Logo launch, merchandise launch. And so what that's going to do is that every penny is going to be used to fund the calling and the ministry of this house. It's going to allow us to invest in more. Um, and, I, and, I gen- and, and by the way, the gear is just hot. Do, do they say hot anymore? What is it now, Marlon? Just fire? Flavors? Do they still flare flavors? No? The bomb? Bomb. No? Bussin. It's bussin. Listen, our gear is bussin. Sounds good. It's bussin. I believe that we can build the future by releasing our first worship single from Kuha Worship. I believe that we can build the future by feeding more families through helping hands. I believe that we can build the future by distributing school supplies to over a thousand kids in Staten Island. I believe that we can build the future by sponsoring 10 kids through Compassion International. And I believe that we can invest in the future and build the future by launching our Easter campaign. Can we give God a praise? So this is what I believe. And and so our Easter campaign, by the way, we can go to the next slide. Our Easter campaign is our immediate vision. So I I believe that this is just a a microcosm of what's to come. And so on Saturday, April the 16th, and on Sunday the 17th, we're looking for a location as we speak to reach 300 people for our Easter service. Now, Now, the backup plan is that if we don't find a building to have our Easter service, we're going to do it here. But I don't believe that's going to happen. I believe, here's the truth, more people are willing to go to church on Easter than any other. Angie's here through an Easter weekend. Come on. And so, and so, so I believe that we can reach 500 people for our Easter egg hunt. Come on. And if you want to be part of that, you're more than welcome to be part of that. That's going to take all hands on deck. 300 people we want to reach for our Easter Sunday service, and we're going to invite, we're going to do Facebook ads, we're going to do 100 posters, we're going to get radio blurbs. Like, we are going to do everything to reach people on Easter, because I think that this is going to be a small picture of what's to come at Christ's Uncensored House of Worship. If you believe it, give God a praise. Well, I got seven minutes. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, I'm crushing this thing. Thank you guys for your patience. How does this vision become a reality? How does this vision become a reality? Well, Matthew says, says, but when Jesus said, uh, Matthew writing this about Jesus, he says, but who do you say I am? And Simon Peter said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, Simon, son of Jonah, you are blessed. The reason that you're blessed is because you've gotten a revelation. See, the only way it comes 
if this becomes a reality is if we get a revelation. The only way this becomes a manifestation is if we get a revelation. Because God chooses to partner with us. And God, the vision always moves at the pace of people's availability and generosity. So it's people's availability and generosity. And so, look what Acts chapter 4 says upon, about people who experience Jesus. It says, all the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own. Come again. What they owned was not their own. I wonder what it would look like if what you owned was not your own. I wonder the family you had, instead of thinking you owned them, it was not your own. It belongs to God. The job that you have is not your own. It belongs to God. The children that you have are not your possession. They're for you to steward under God's blessing. What would it look like if you had this heart? They felt that what they owned was not their own. This is not mine. This belongs to the Lord. So they shared everything they had. They shared only, you know, their budget of not using it for Starbucks. No, no, no. They shared everything they had. They share everything they had. You know why? Because they got a revelation. Because they got a revelation. And so here's what I want to submit to us. And again, if you're here, new to this experience, come back next week. It's going to be an amazing message. Right now, I need you to hear this. Because sometimes you need to take a pause and hear where, where we're headed. Right? You don't get good during the game. You get good during practice so that you can be better in the game. And so sometimes we need to hit the pause button and say, hey, we need to talk about these things so that when we move in the future, we can do things better and serve with excellence. And so I want to submit to you, if we want to present a budget to our church, here we go. We're going to talk about finances. By the way, finances is not easy to talk about in church, by the way. When Lisa and I were married the first two years and we talked about finances, she almost had an, a panic attack. I'm telling you, she was twitching. I remember the first time we were doing finances, and I was like, no, we can't do that. She was like, what? I was like, no, we, we can't do that. We... <laughs> what do you mean we can't do that? I was like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Yeah, but this is my paycheck. No, no, this is our paycheck, baby. This is one family. No, no. I promise you, I was about to say, name yourself, devil, name you. <laughs> Finances are not hard to talk, are not easy to talk about, but I believe that when you talk about them, it frees everything up. That's why we're so transparent as a church. We actually have an audit as a church that you can see at any time. You can see it, an entire audit where every penny goes to our church. Why? Because we don't want you to be thinking about the integrity of the finances of our church. We want, it's right there, transparent, so that you can be open to what God wants you to give. Okay? And so, so we want to present a $15,000 budget. And what this will do, it allows us to take 40%, which will be $6,000 for our church life. That means for our church operations. The next thing is to have 
$6,000 for staff. This will allow us to hire another staff pastor. Can I tell you right now that one of the greatest things that happened in the life of our church, it was that the church was able to support me full time. Why? Because you know what Pastor Roe was doing? Working 10 hours a day. Come on, somebody. I had to be prayed up. I had to go counsel somebody. I had to go visit somebody at the hospital. I had to go prepare for a sermon and be like, God, you take it from here because I don't know what else to do, right? So imagine if all that's alleviated and we're able to put people on staff where they don't have to worry about the finances of their personal life so that they can dedicate themselves for the kingdom. I'll tell you right now, Pastor Lisa puts 40 hours a week for her job, and she puts 40 hours a week in Kuhau. I don't know about you, but you need Pastor Lisa to go full-time. Come on, somebody. So, so again, we don't want to be high staff either. We don't want to have 70% of the budget that just goes to staff. We want to steward things well. So we want to take about 40%. This is how we're going to run our church, 40%. We're going to take the other 40%. This is going to be also part of our church, but in a different way. This is for compensation. Then there's going to be take 10%, and that's going to go to outreach. Now, I really believe we will always, by the way, for the last four years, we've exceeded that 10%. We've done more than 10%. Um, and then take 10% and just invest in the future. Not just, not just invest uh, in the now. We want to prepare ourselves for the future. We want to invest in the future. We want to take these, these, the funds that God has given us. Now, that can happen. You know how? by having a $15,000 budget. That's it. Because sometimes it's like, God, do the miraculous. And God is like, hey, baby, do the practical. Right, because sometimes it's like, God, I need a miracle. And here's what happens. We overestimate what we can achieve in a year, and we underestimate what we can achieve in five. That's why I was like, oh, how are we going to get a building? Here's how I believe it that in the next three years, we can store money to have a $200,000 building fund so that we can walk in our own property. It may not be this year, it may not be 2023, but it could be in 2024 that we walk in our building. But when did it start? When did it start? It started here and now. And the commitment wasn't just momentary, it was consistent for the next three years. Don't underestimate. our vision building fund and we're looking to raise $200,000 above and beyond our normal church budget so that we can purchase a building in 2024. Come on, let's get excited for Jesus. Can, can we have a $15,000 budget? Absolutely. Because if all the believers at Christ and Censor, if all the believers, like they were in Acts, at Christ and Censor, were in one accord and in one harmony, look what would take place. If 80 people that called Kuhau cool their home that made $30,000 a year, I did the math for you. <laughs> <laughs> First. 
not about equal amounts. See, our goal is not necessarily the money. It's not like we put that as just, just little check marks. But our goal is not the money. You know what our goal really is? 100% participation. Yes. Can I tell you? I'd rather us fall short of our numerical goal and know that 100% of us were involved. So, if everybody did that, you know what the yearly budget would look like? 240,000 a year. 240,000 a year. By the way, I know this is a lot of information. So, at, at your own time, you can go to kuhau.com slash vision2022, and you can see all this outlined on our website, okay? You can go to kuhau.com slash vision2022 so that you can see the outline. If all the believers at Kuhau began to give, that made 30,000, let's just say, by the way, I know that there's people, right, that we make more than 30,000, especially if you live in New York, come on somebody. <laughs> if we committed to the top, if we committed to generosity, we would exceed, we would blow our goal out the water. So, last thing as our worship team comes up, let's give it up one more time for our worship team. time giver in this house? I mean, you've never given? Never given. How many people have never given? No, don't raise your hand. That was a bad joke. You've never given at Kuha right now. Javi, why are you raising your hand for? Like, I'm just, no, just joking. He's like, check my record, pastor. Check my record. By the way, oh, by the way, I don't check anybody's record. I've only had to look at it twice in eight years. I don't look at, you know why? Because I don't, I don't want to have to deal with the tension of look, looking at people and assessing them by how much they give. I, I don't look at it. I, I choose not to. In eight years, I've only looked at my leaders twice. Only because funds were going down. I just want to make sure our people are taking, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, don't be offering me Duncan when you come to come. Terrible jokes gone wild.
All right. So if, if, you've, if you've never given, here, here's your next step. Here's your next step. Give. Give. Just give. Whatever it is, whatever it is you feel like God is stirring in your heart right now, just give. That's it. Second thing, if you already given, what would it look like if you selected to give regularly? You said, hey, I'm, I'm going to start just by giving something consistent every single week. That's your next step. See, we're not asking anybody to do this. We're asking you to just do this. I'm here. Now I'm here. This is my week. This is my challenge. So you're a you're first-time giver. Maybe you need to be an offering giver. Something consistent. Maybe you are offering giver. Maybe you do give a portion. Maybe you do. Maybe you give $20 a week or $30 a week. And I'm just throwing numbers out there. None of that really matters or is it relative. I'm just throwing numbers out there. But maybe you do give something consistent. But maybe you haven't stepped into the percentage giving, which is what we call tithing. Not under the law. We taught that two weeks ago. Not under the law, but under grace. And you say, hey, I'm going to commit to doing like the church does. They give 10% of what comes in. And so what does that mean? That it means if I make $500 a week, how much of that is returned to God? How much? 50. Some of you still don't know that. Maybe that's, that's your next step. That's your next step. You know what I'm, I'm proud to say about this church? There's pastors that have told me this. Pastor Roe, there's some families in my church that if they leave, I can't even run the church. Because my church, my church's budget is dependent on some three to four key givers because not, not everybody gives. And I said, man, I praise God because that doesn't happen at Kuhau. Our giving is spread evenly. So, so, what if you're a tither? Maybe you need to become a sacrificial giver. Above and beyond the tithe. Maybe it's going a little bit above and beyond. Maybe it's selecting an amount for Generosity Sunday. My wife and I have been praying about Generosity Sunday, and I had an amount, and she had an amount. And like I said... The larger amount is really the one that's from God. Mine was the larger amount. But you know what happened? The money that I had selected in my mind that I was going to be given to, hard to give, was kind of swiped up away from me. You know how you make plans with money you don't have? You know? You're like, yeah, I know, because I got a check coming here. I got a check coming here. And that's what I'm going to use. Well, that money is gone. And I said, Lord, but I know you're going to provide because I know you gave me this amount to give. So maybe you're a sacrifice. Your step is, hey, I tithe. I tithe already, Pastor, bro. I tithe. Well, what if God is calling you to give more than 10%, maybe 11%? What if it's beyond that? What if it's, what if it's a vision giver? The vision giver says that I give my tithe, I give my offering, I give beyond, but I also know that there's a need for a building. And I want to invest above the tithe and above that, I want to invest into the building fund because I know it's part of the vision of this house. So that's your next step. Amen?
Did this help anybody? All right. Get up on your feet as we close. See, Peter got a revelation. When Peter got a revelation, he got an identity. He said, now that you know who I am, that I am the Christ, let me tell you who you are. You are Peter. And upon this rock, I'll build my church. I'm building something, Peter. I'm building something, and nothing's going to get in the way of it. I'm building something, Peter, and obstacles are going to arise, and distractions are going to come forward. But none of it is going to prevail against you. None of it is going to overpower you. And look what he says. And now I've given you the keys to the kingdom. So whatever you loosen on earth shall be loosened in heaven. I had this picture of me loosening up what's in my hand so that God can loosen up what was in his. So come on, with your hands open wide. Say, Lord Jesus, here it is. Open-handed I come, giving you my all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Before we close out, anybody that's tuning in online that would have the desire to place their faith on Jesus, I want to pray for you. If you're in this room and you don't know who Jesus is, he is the reason that we're generous. He is the reason that we are giving towards a vision. So if that's you in this place that you say, man, I want to start with receiving what God has. I want to start by receiving God's generosity towards me. Matter of fact, you don't even have to give if you haven't received God's generosity towards you. That would be the best gift you can give, is giving, you, giving yourself the gift of God's generosity towards you. If that's you in this place, repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your love. I receive your forgiveness of my sins. I believe you are the Son of God. And from this day forward, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Come on, can we give God a praise in this house? Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, you can connect with us anytime by subscribing to the podcast and by going to kuhau.com. Have Have a a blessed blessed week. week.